What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ladies Who Bronche. I am Julissa. What's up, everybody? This is Skittles. And this week, we have, pro- like, literally top top five, maybe top three, <laughs> maybe top two best friends of mine in the world. You're going to start some problems. Right? <laughs> there's, some pe- there's some subscribers that are going to be like, this is some bullshit. I, I, Danny. Um, is one of my top five. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just so y'all know. We we started this episode and now we're done. So that's uh, enough for this week. (laughs) So uh, we have Danny joining us. Danny, who the fuck are you? Uh, That is a fantastic question. Uh, Hi, everybody. Um, Danny Rodriguez. Danny, uh, to my hometown friends and such. Um, I am a professional ballet dancer. Yeah. Born and raised in New York City. Uh, the way that I fit into all this craziness is that I'm a LaGuardia 09 <laughs> graduate. Very proud of it. 09 so fine. Shout out. But um, no, yeah, I've, I've known y'all for now. I mean, I have Julia, so we go back to like freshman year. Mm-hmm. Juan, you, we didn't get into this till after the fact. So until like, after the fact. But we did like dance around each other. Yeah. Like, we have that random picture at Joy Down Sweet 16 together. That is the best photo. <laughs> Shout out to Omar. Laura Brea was in that yo, picture. Talia. 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 Oh, yo, we got to get Talia on Ladies Who Brunch. Yeah, we should. We absolutely should. <laughs> All those people should be on the mic. Um, but yeah, so tell us. So you're, you're a professional dancer. Tell us more where you're dancing, a bit about uh, okay. your trajectory. Uh, well, right now I'm with the Dayton Ballet over in Dayton, Ohio. Um, you know, just a s- simple standard ballet company. We do uh, mixed rep performances. We do right now this season. I think we're doing five programs. Uh, we just finished doing Nutcracker because duh, we have a Swan Lake performance in March and yes, Black Swan. Right, uh, we're just getting <laughs> into that. Swan. And then- <laughs> <laughs> and then we're gonna go into a uh, mixed bill at the end of the season and stuff like that so yeah amazing amazing and like danny has been with a couple companies since his he started we like graduated high school he did the hunter college thing for a bit and was killing it with a 4.0 and whatever and then he said oh, wow. I have, i'm always hating on the fact of how smart danny has always been <laughs> so his grades are always of that, concern that, to me kind of guilt huh? yeah <laughs> so you know killed it at hunter college for a little bit and then before he finished said you know what actually i'm gonna go i'm gonna go take my happy feet uh, elsewhere and went down to North Carolina first, then to Sarasota Ballet, and now he's in Ohio. There's a lot of white people over there, right? In all three places. You, you've been around <laughs> a lot of, you've been, yes, but like, but not, but see, but like North Carolina, like Southern, so there's, there's that mix. And then in Sarasota, it was relatively, it was pretty white. Um, and Ohio is a little, it's a little mixed. The thing is, is it's a bit, Ohio's around like this big river. I don't know what the hell the river is called because like, I don't know, I just work there. But <laughs> if you live on like, you know, the city side or the uptown side, like, of course, that's where the more like business, that's the more like wider mm-hmm. gentrified area. Then you cross that bridge and that's where my fiance and I live. All of a sudden it gets a little more black, a little more, you know, urban, a little more stuff like that. So being that you've lived on a bunch of different places in this country, you must have your share of views on brunch. Yes. And mm-hmm. tasted your share of dishes. What is your go to brunch plate? Usually, I stick with uh, huevos rancheros mm, because, yeah, because I'm Hispanic and like, I mean, it just hits all the things I want, like mm-hmm. black beans, guac, sour cream, some pico, eggs, there's some tortilla, it has everything I want. Mm-hmm. But if not for that, like, I mean, I'm always good for like 
a good like hash or like a crazy amount of eggs with like potatoes and like mm. some like if I'm gonna brunch I'm gonna go ham like I'm not right. I'm not going there for yeah. like and I, I usually go savory I'm not trying to do some sweet stuff usually I'm like I want food right and I'm gonna go hard absolutely you know I just want to cut in and say that I went to Limon Jungle not for brunch uh, like a couple weeks ago and was very disappointed in the food really? the food sucked you know- and between two people, we almost spent ninety dollars. We had one Jesus. meal, one appetizer. See, I two don't rounds go, of drinks. I, I don't go. Terrible. I don't I'm not go. doing it again. <laughs> I, I don't go other than brunch. Yeah, like brunch is really good, and it, it's that deal. Like, I mean, you know, I was gonna say I think it tastes so good, maybe because the price is so good that it makes complete sense, and the drinks are good during brunch because the they're flowing. Brunch, yeah. But when you, I, I had two drinks, and the person I was with, two drinks, and one meal each, and then we shared it. We shared nachos. Can I tell you what the nachos were? They were those big discs, the the tortilla discs. Uh-huh. There were there were two of those cut in half, so there were four pieces with stuff on top of it. That was it. That was the okay. tortillas that well, excuse me, that was the nachos that cost the same as those big ass supreme nachos that you get at any other place. And I was like, yo, what the fuck does Limon Jungle think they are? Listen, fuck my Limon my Jungle. only my only response to that is nobody told you asked to go on non brunch hours. I've only ever been there during brunch. Listen, so, I didn't for sure. I love how he's getting defensive. <laughs> she thought she was in a different tax bracket. No, she was like, I, I can come here. Because I I mentioned ooh, I'm too loud. I mentioned <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned the like every episode <laughs> yeah but, but I'm, I'm not saying all of that to say that juan is responsible for anything that happened don't come at his place i'm just saying he's looking for a sponsorship deal you know yeah, how hard it- uh, <laughs> all right so with your favorite brunch plates what do you choose to drink what is your go-to see brunch this drink? is where y'all find out how trashy i am so when yeah. <laughs> When we it. when we usually so like you know me and the fiance we'll we'll make brunch at home a lot because like I'm not trying to spend all this money we'll cook you know ba- bacon eggs hash we'll do all this crazy stuff we'll you know we'll we'll cook it up real good and then my favorite thing to do especially if I'm at home is to have a white trash mimosa what's that is that vodka with, with no vodka? oh god no, no <laughs> that's that's, that's, just, that just a that's just a screwdriver <laughs> no that's just a screwdriver um no so you it's orange juice and champagne of beers. It's Miller High Life, so you do Miller High Life, and then you and like you (laughs) get and the thing is no, but it sounds (laughs) and like when I read that shit because I saw it online once and I was like, fuck out of here, that must be gross or whatever. It actually is nice. It's refreshing. I've had beer like mimosas and like on a cool like on on a Sunday like if you're just chilling, you cook yourself all this food, you pour a little High Life, top it off with some OJ, it hits the spot. It's nice. So that's a that's what we do at home usually. We'll do like a a white trash mimosa. Okay. But I mean, I like, with it. if I'm at a nice <laughs> restaurant, I'll get like a fancy, you know, whatever cocktail of the hour. All right. So what was eating out like for you when you were growing up? Man, my parents didn't take us nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, not for nothing. Like, it's not like we were broke. I mean, like we weren't balling either, but it, it they just, you know, we never left the house. Mm. My mom cooks. That's her temple that she cooks and she cleans. And right. you grew up in a house in the Bronx? No. Like in a, no, in I grew up in an apartment sort of. on the east side. Okay. So the house, we didn't move into the house until like high school. Like okay. they, they moved into the house relatively recently. That was later on. But I grew up on the east side uh, on 90th between Lex and 3rd because my father worked in the building. Okay. So we lived in the basement apartment because he was the superintendent for the whole building. That was his second job. So that's how that worked out. Because everyone's like, oh, that must have been nice. And I'm like, oh, I mean, my dad worked for it. Like, it wasn't like, you know. No, no, um, But yeah, like my mom, you know, my mom cooked and cleaned for us every night. She was, well, 
why are we going out for? Like, no, yeah. I got food. Well, what happened is like if if she didn't feel like cooking or if stuff wasn't going down like that, like, but we'd get Chinese. But my dad would just walk and pick it up and then come back. Like we we yo, didn't leave. My dad too, yo. He would always we, pick it up. I'm like, yo, these yeah. motherfuckers deliver. <laughs> no, <laughs> Why are you no. going down? We yeah. wouldn't leave. And like, you know, they was around the corner, so he's like, oh, I'll just get it. But yeah. like, yeah, like we we didn't go out a lot. It wasn't until like I got older and I started hanging out with people and like we started going out to dinner, but like we didn't really No, we stayed in the house. How dare you? That really is like a thing. Like it is. for me too. I didn't start going out to dinner until like LaGuardia. Same. You know, when Same. it was a thing to go to dinner for birthdays yeah. and stuff. What? How dare we? Like <laughs> just mom, step into adulthood like, yeah, I'm and I'm going out. <laughs> like, my mother does not let me live down how much money I spend on food. She literally all the time goes she like she would find when I was still living their receipts from restaurants and stuff and be like Ay, Dios mío, 40 dólares en qué? ¿Y qué fue lo que tú estabas comiendo? Ay, Dios mío, pero con 40 dólares va tú al supermercado y compra, pa, 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 To this day, like, my parents do not go out. And if they do, they go to freaking Don Coqui and just get more Puerto Rican food. food. All right, so what is your favorite bochinche topic to talk about over oh, food? Are we, are we talking about gossip, right? That's yeah. what that is. Um, Come on, Latino, don't fail me now. Don't <laughs> you know what bochincha means? Listen, I, episode one, I learned all sorts of shit. I was like, oh, this is what they're saying now. Okay, oh. fuck, <laughs> fuck I, I don't get the memos, man. Um, I'm trying to think. See, but usually, like, so I don't, I, I don't, I don't. Well, I want to say I don't gossip, but I do. We all gossip. I don't know. It's, it's it depends on who I'm with. It depends on the crowd. So like you know, like the other you know, like last week I went to brunch at an amazing brunch spot, the infirmary. Shout out. Um, it's like mm, southern yeah, food actually, on the east side. It's I've never good. been. What it's is mad good. It's, it's expensive. Side, yeah. It is pricey. But, I went there, okay. but it is quality. It is very That's why good. Adiza had texted me that you guys were going there, and I was like, I just because Toro have made money. us. Yeah, Toro made us. I, do, I went there for Toro's birthday a couple of years back and dropped a hundred dollars real easy. What? Nah, real easy. I'm not but going I mean, there. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I, like, I was like, oh, they probably probably one of those fifty dollars. <laughs> well, I mean, spots. I didn't do all I'm that, not but I, it, 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 no, it's it's they, but the food is the food is insane. Delicious. Like it is southern as fuck, and it is very good. Like, Okay. Um. But anyway, sorry. Uh, I'm a mental note for whenever I find a sugar daddy. When I find a sugar daddy, I'll go. So it depends on the crowd. So with them, like we're just catching up. We're just you know like because I you know when I'm when I'm home in New York, like everyone wants to catch up and like you know I I, I'm gone for long stretches of time. So usually everyone's kind of like, what's with your life? And I had you know a tumultuous to say the least 2017. So you know I moved. A lot of stuff went on. A lot of drama. A lot of this, that, the other. There's a wedding that's going on in May. Um, so there's a lot of questions. <laughs> um, loyal listeners, no. Um, no so, um, oh, yeah, we talked about your wedding last yeah, week. Yeah, we did talk about the wedding last week. Oh, oh so by the way, guys, this is Danny. Yeah, He's getting ready. I'm, I'm, I'm that dude. Um, so, yeah. Um, so it depends. And then, you know, if I'm with my dancer friends like just now, as with my dance friends, we were talking about, you know, ballet or you know new stories with that happened with that or we're just fucking around like i don't know i don't usually get into anything too heavy i'm not one of those like right you know you do like to bring up things from conversations past if it's funny yeah i want you all to know who are listening that there's a lot of looks being shot across the table oh no there's some shit that danny has clearly no he's tight like four years he's tight about one joke that is funny to everybody <laughs> so that's and that's Skittles, like he's though. you can't well, hold anything thing. over Skittles head. Well, he's, he's he's trying to be mad, but he's giggling his ass off right now. 
Oh man. Because without fail, I'm that dude. I see you, you, you oh do yeah. That, no, that I'm that dude. Don't you. ever. Don't you ever. I still give Jalissa shit about shit she did in high school. In high school, like, I, I, like, it is literally. Don't you ever. Like, I, I'm, I'm that guy. He's will, the chamber of secrets. Like oh, you know, man. the gift and the curse will, of a I best will friend. Remember. <laughs> I, I will remember and call you out. Oh man. All right, so now we're going to get into our Here's to the Ladies Who, where we shout out and drink to uh, people who are killing it in the game. You know what? (laughs) For many years, I've known Juan Skittles Ortiz. (laughs) And for many years, there have been some really basic life things that I'm like, but Skittles, just do this. Just make this decision. And this week, Juan Skittles Ortiz. I got Wi-Fi. Got (laughs) Wi-Fi. Proud. What a time to be alive. <laughs> I am now a proud payer of Wi-Fi Optimum. Thank you. Now I can edit videos in my own house without having <laughs> to find Wi-Fi elsewhere. All your YouTube subscribers are like, wait, this motherfucker <laughs> didn't have Wi-Fi? Yeah, if you've ever wondered why my videos come what? months and months apart, it's because I don't have I haven't had Wi-Fi. I thought you was like YouTube Bridge. What right, happened? Right. Um, <laughs> Hopefully now, now there's literally no excuse. Like That's now, right. I can upload videos. You heard it. You heard it here you first. You heard it here first. There's fire no up! Excuses. Fire up them comments, son. Fire up them comments. Awesome. And another shout out is to Cardi B and Bruno Mars. Yes, with this finesse remix, they are killing. She's killing it. She's killing it. And um, this this video, the video is really cute because it pays homage to in living color. color yep. And then. J-Lo went and um and posted a, a video of her dancing as a fly girl. I was like, once a fly girl, always a fly girl. Like, oh, and hashtag finesse. It's not about you. Shut up. <laughs> and apparently, Let her have her moment. Yeah, so like, like why are you coming for her? Years, all right? All right? If she's yeah. a Bronx Latina, and so is Cardi. And apparently and Cardi and, say something. Apparently mm-hmm. Cardi and J-Lo, J-Lo are going to do something. Rumored, yeah. rumored. They're going to like do a track together. So I'd like that. All right, next. Yo, Mariah. Oh god. She it was a good performance. No no no, it's not about the performance. It's not about the performance. <laughs> I'm talking about all I'm, the- already, I'm already ready no, 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 to no, like It wasn't about because to be honest, I didn't really watch and like I I'm not a vocalist. Like I can't come at you like I don't know. I don't know anything. And trust me, I cannot sing at all. <laughs> I'll give you a show, but damn, I can't sing. Right. Um it's just the, the ridiculous like she always finds a way. Like the teeth. But thing. that's that's a part of her brand at this point. Like she has built this persona of being such a diva uh-huh. that that is literally I would have been surprised if she didn't say something about the I team. mean I guess I mean and that's the thing like if that's what she wants to do but for me I'm just like what are you doing like what in the world it Yo, was just she- but it was a it was a funny and awkward moment in between two really good performances for her because honestly she hasn't been performing up to par Honestly, for yeah. ye- for years we've been saying that Mariah should just you know take a vocal coaching job at Berkeley College of Music and like maybe train some new Didn't people she, to come up. Is she doing like a master class like, or something, or is that a joke? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that, but I know that for Mariah, you know, she lowered the keys and she sang it in a comfortable range and. There was some struggle, but for the most part... She made it through. She made it through. It's a good performance. Good for her. Kudos for her. Cheers to her. Also, you know, I have to throw Britney in there because Britney killed it as well. I'm wearing my work bitch hat right now. I didn't see her, so um, I don't even know. Yeah, Britney killed it, but um, also cheers to both of them because 
it was the highest rated New Year's Eve Dick Clark special since um, 91. And yeah. I feel like a lot of people were just watching to watch people fail. Also, a lot of people They're were watching because people were inside. It was fucking cold. It was cold. cold. Also, yeah. we're all, everyone was trying to watch what Don Lemon would do this year. Yeah. And he did not disappoint. Got wasted in New Orleans. Yep, yep, yep. Got wasted and, what, and was a hot mess. And in, in uh, CN, the CNN reporter, she was in Colorado on a party bus and people had the gas Yeah, and they, were just, they were passing around weed. I know, like, uh, she was just stuck. Uh, they were like, we'll go to Colorado. I don't know. How are you doing? And she's just like, things are great, Don. <laughs> yeah. We're stuck on a bus. They're all, they're all smoking, smoking marijuana. marijuana. <laughs> Maybe some edibles. Uh, yeah. I swear I'm not high. I didn't oh puff. God. No, that's not actually what happened. But like, could you imagine? But like, low key, that's, that was the tone of the whole. <laughs> like, can you imagine you're trying to report and have your job, but like you're about to get high on national television in front of all these people? Yeah. Like, uh, it was no. that. Um, another cheers to uh, the Punisher, um, the gentleman who plays uh, the role of the Punisher. Um, he uh, called out, I'm going to keep using the phrase Tiki Torch Whites just because Dave Chappelle. <laughs> um, and so he called out the Tiki Torch Whites and told them to fuck off um, because the Punisher in, in, its, in himself and Danny, this People is a are little using bit. using him as a symbol. Yeah. You know, and Danny knows more about comic book stuff than I do. So maybe you can speak to it more. But like the image of the Punisher is, you know, he's an ex-Marine, I believe. Who, yeah. Well, like, yeah, Marine you know, or Secret Service or like yeah, Secret Agent, whatever you want to put. Who, like, like, you know, like was apparently was like thought to be dead for a long time and then they they, they kill his family like so they kill his family they kill his whole family and yeah. so he decides to go become a vigilante and he just right. kills people for doing bad things and and like batman he doesn't have special powers he's no, just he's a motherfucker just, with he's a just vengeance. super trained and has yeah. all of the guns in the right. world so and, and in the new series um one of the the things that they focus on is this like young guy who's like blowing things up and he, so he's a terrorist and it's all related well, to politics and stuff like that in the new series on netflix yeah, i don't know no, if i love like, i love yeah, yeah. the new series if you haven't watched it if, as long as you can take some of the violence because it's a lot but it's fantastic but i i love that arc because it's beyond the fact that he's a terrorist he's a he's a vet yeah yeah and the and yeah. how that all oh well this is semi-spoilery maybe we shouldn't spoiler alert skip maybe give yourself like a minute and a half skip just forward, go watch the punisher <laughs> <laughs> but no but that's it like you know because because what i as as a person who loves comic books and reads comic books like the punisher is a weird character because like he's a character that a lot of people love but honestly like he doesn't have a lot of great stories or his great movie he doesn't have a lot of comic book like like people just love what he stands for and right. so like they really fall but like honestly he doesn't have so what i loved about the show was that instead of trying to make just some random show where he just kills all these people and it's super violent and gratuitous they were like listen we want to talk about this guy who's really damaged who's dealing with a lot of stuff and then the people around him who are veterans people who came back home from war people who don't know how to live a normal life again people who are really messed up people who are struggling to adjust and right. that feel like they're out of place that they don't belong and the fact that they did all this stuff, I was like, man, like they're getting into this right now. And they did not shy away from a lot of issues. And it hit like it hit me hard watching this. Like some of the scenes, I was like, damn, like this is so sad because this is real. Like you have vets like dealing with this stuff now. And so like I don't understand how where the all right is trying to come because like there's nothing about like they hold on to any motherfucking symbol they want to. They could have Papa John's. So nobody like no Papa John's anyway. They holding on to all sorts of symbols and people. 
fuck the alt right, fuck the tiki torch whites. Um, <laughs> but watch the Punisher. It's good shit. It's a fantastic show. Um, so now we're gonna go into our tuta loca es, where we call out motherfuckers who are doing the most. Ugh. Last week. We sat here with Gerard and we had a whole conversation about how Dominicans really are did. black. We literally did. And mad of y'all have not listened yet. Tune in. And this week I hear, so Amara La Negra, who I didn't even know was on Love and Hip Hop because I don't watch those shows, right? But I know who Amara is because she's had like some hit songs here and, and there. Are, she, she, yeah. She's Dominican, right? So I know who Amara is. They're accusing her of black facing. So they're accusing this very chocolate, bomb-ass fro she's Dominican beautiful. woman. She's gorgeous. She, she is, is a black Barbie. You want to talk? Beautiful. No shade to Nicki Minaj, but you want to talk about a black Barbie? No, yeah, yeah. That's a motherfucking black Barbie. Well, I feel like I saw a video of her today. Right. No, so, yeah. She has like a fro, like a the perfect. Well, no, because the thing fro. is, that she was talking to someone about her image. She's like, oh, "How could I be elegant?" And like, basically, the dude was yes. trying to avoid. Oh yeah, yeah. on the so show. That was a clip so from Love and Hip Hop. That was in the that was in the first episode of Love and Hip Hop. And she was like, "Oh, so they're they're introducing." all these new because love and hip-hop miami is a new segment or section of the love and hip-hop franchise you have love and hip-hop new york love and hip-hop la and now you have love and hip-hop miami and um they're introducing all these new characters but no um their new characters are more so like people who are like have been low-key famous but haven't had like that super exposure so like trina trina yeah. is like the main rap girl for um, miami for miami and Remy is the main rap girl for New York. That's and right. I don't she know, the baddest bitch. I don't know who. I miss Trina. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's like Trina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it has, like, her cousin. Like, it's weird. Love and Hip Hop, I pointed this out the other day, too, this, which is a complete side note to what we're talking about. They've been filling their cast up with female rappers and gay male rappers now. Mm-hmm. So now you have a bunch of, like, gay now. boys that are, like... Yeah, they know their audience. Blah, 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 all this, like, stuff. Whatever. Anyway, something that I noticed. But Amara was going to work with this new... Um, producer, and he said, "Can you be more elegant? Can you be more cookie cutter?" Mm-hmm. And she was like, "I'm not. I like, can't be elegant with a afro." And so that's where that whole that clip went viral. No, yeah, um, I saw it this morning. And that's bullshit. Yeah, she it's released crazy. photos and and even footage, like video footage of her being in a pageant when she was younger. Oh, and she is beautiful. Like, of her, there was a picture of her with, with Celia, Celia Cruz, Queen Afro Latinx. Come on, you know. And I'm like, yo, fuck. All yeah, motherfuckers. Because obviously the conversation... Azucar. Literally. Like, no. Like, you know, open... You know, I'm going to throw some azucar on your wound. You are just mad. Like, we are also black. She's not black-facing. Like, is that... Have we got... I'm wondering if it's like... Because... Is it because her skin is so evenly chocolate? Like... Or is it because her features aren't necessarily like? Listen, they might Photoshop you know, a bitch a bit, but they're she's not black facing. Yeah, like, you know, like I mean, like she 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 might her skin might look a little flawless, but that's called Photoshop. That's not called blackface. And everybody you know, on like, these show, everybody well, on that show has looks like and that. Right. Yeah, exactly. everybody like Every, exactly. if you if you watch an episode of this, it's the most scripted. Oh no, and if you were expertly lit every like, step you freaking exactly. made, you'd look incredible too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so fuck that. Latinos are black too. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna just start wearing a shirt that says that shit. I just need different ways to keep shouting I mean, that to, on the mountaintop. I mean, I say that to say my experience as a as a darker Latina, right? And I'm not even the dark because I'm not even as dark as Amara. You know what I mean? And so like there are people who are like, "Oh, you're going my heart, but you're not even that black." I'm like, "But I'm not white. I'm not even J Lo's color." So I get that black shade, but both people within the own, their own community don't want to accept that we have black people in our community, and then people who aren't who are either. Either African American or white people won't accept us either. 
And I'm just like, we're all in the same boat. The same way they looked at her fro and told her that it's not elegant. It would be just as terrible if they looked at Beyonce. And if Beyonce had a fro, they told her she wasn't elegant. It's wrong because it's an attack on black people. It does not matter that she's a black Dominican. She is a black woman. This is a problem. Well, that, and that's like a flawed, oh, well, you're not that black. I'm like, I'm sorry. Hold on. Like, right. what kind of argument is that? What uh, what, what, what does that serve? Who's who's helping? Who's, who's moving forward with that kind of argument? Because exactly. I have the opposite problem where I'm a Latino man or whatever, but I look look super you look white like a white boy most people see me and are like oh hey Jew, what's up yeah and that's fine like it, i mean to be honest it's probably kept me out of a lot of trouble just because people just assume. aren't as yeah, yeah people don't assume that i'm hispanic and then when they find out they are they're still more comfortable with me when because that they salsa see, come on and danny start know, dancing they go damn they I'm go great damn. at weddings he goes, that's not training that's natural baby that's, <laughs> that's the thing <laughs> but that's the thing but but i also can tell that people are more comfortable with me because again like even if i am if, even if, even after they know they, they it's still a comfort where they're like oh right. but he's still you know a light-skinned person but they don't have gotta, that same situation yeah. so it is it is a strange it is a strange like identity thing and it's just like this whole color argument where i'm like light skin dark skin i'm like guys like come on now yeah this is just it's not helping anything all right but kudos to vh1 for bringing the conversation to the that is good yeah yeah, that's because, important. Like love and hip hop is a super like trashy type of. TV but I mean, show. it's important in its community, and it's good yeah. to have this yeah. conversation in that yeah. community. And yeah. it's introducing it. You know how many high school and middle schoolers watch that's the, the hip hop? Like yeah. it's introducing it to, to a younger a audience. younger audience. And these kids, like I said last week, they've never heard the term Afro Latina. So yeah, having someone like literally stand in front of the the camera and be so. Um, Sort of open and forefront yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. Absolutely. Is important. All right. So now we're going to venture off into a land that we've never ventured off into. <laughs> the ballet world, right? Because Mr. Peter Martin, uh, formerly now of the New York City Ballet. Yeah, he just resigned. It's right. Not got real. He just because resigned. Because of misconduct allegations. Well, okay. So basically, what had happened was is that, you know, during the purge of Hollywood of 2017, when all that was going on, um, in which the necessary purge. Oh no! Yes, no. I'm not trying to. No, like of course. So then, you know, this whole chain starts. It's one of those situations where all this stuff was going on, and you had all this stuff in the media where all these people, people we grew up with, people we're fans of, all this stuff happened. Where all these people were getting, you know, you know, all of a sudden yeah. their laundry was out, and you learned who they were. Began and then and ended obviously, with Bill Cosby for me, that was tragic. I enough. know. That was tragic enough for me. But um, so yeah, all that stuff was going on where you know all these people were getting uh, you know called out and you know justice was being served. And in the dance world, we have all sorts of stuff like this too. We have you know aggressive people, people you know their sexual allegations, all sorts of stuff. But we don't ever talk about it because we either a assume that nothing's gonna happen, that no one really cares. Because in America, dance isn't really you know as big as you know it's not Hollywood. Hollywood is a big deal in America. So usually you know we just kind of stay silent and we just soldier on because that's what we've always done. You just deal. It's part of the job. It's hard enough. Like you just do your thing. But um, after all this was going on, somebody stepped forward and spoke to the press and brought uh, physical allegations to uh, Mr. Peter Martins, the longtime director. He's been the director there for like 30 years now. Wow. Um, and like, that's the thing. Like, when it came out, like, it was shocking to the dance world. And, you know, people were talking about it. But then at the same time, you have the undercurrent of like, well, like, I mean, we all kind of knew. Like, you know, yeah. like. Yeah. And it's a murky situation. Now he is officially resigned, though he still denies the allegations, hmm. which is fascinating to me. That's he, interesting. He still, because that's when he took his leave of absence, he said, oh, you know, I, you know, I'm against these, these allegations are untrue, blah, blah, blah. I've given my life to this company and the school, but 
I'm resigning and or I'm taking my leave and then now he's resigning but the investigations are still happening and yeah he's still which is the th- I'm like dude just 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 bite just, the bullet yeah because like it, you're not stopping this train right um but yeah I think it was it was a good moment for the dance world because we kind of looked around and was like listen we don't have to deal with this stuff like you know we can we can demand to have better treatment and to be treated like human beings and not to have physical harassment and sexual right. harassment. Cause I mean like the allegations are pretty intense. Like he choked out a dancer, yelled at her. Oh he has allegations, you know, he went to court for assault with his wife, but the charges were dropped. And that was like 10, 15 years ago, some pretty serious allegations right. and they're no longer anonymous. People have stepped forward. People have corroborated the story. So there's a lot going on. But I mean, it's it's good that you know that's New York City Ballet is one of the biggest companies in the world. The fact that that got called out is important. Very. It's an important conversation, and hopefully, you know, we can keep advancing. And you know, a lot of messed up stuff happens in the dance world and in this business. So it's hopefully we can kind of learn from this and keep advancing and make sure that the dancers are all right and that you know we're doing all right. Because as artists, like honestly, like I feel like. It, it, you, and we saw this also in Hollywood with Harvey Weinstein. It's just the there's so few slots for people to quote unquote make it that the things that have to be done, it's like either I'm down to do it and this is part of the process or I'm not down to do it and I'm too proud to do what I quote unquote have to do to get what I want. Um, and I think that the more that we call people out, the more that that mentality will sort of hopefully oh, of break down. But I'm also afraid of what starts to, and I'm not talking about this case in specifically because specifically because fuck Peter. I don't know Peter. Um, you know what I mean? So, but like I'm, I'm starting to worry about people stepping down and us not having the more difficult parts of the conversations about each case that we talk about and just say you done, 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 done. All right. But now, now that they're done, like what's the conversation and what's this, how are we rebuilding? What changes are happening within these industries to ensure that something like this doesn't happen again? Because when you call, when you turn the lights on, on the roaches, you know what I mean? Like they scatter, but like what happens when you have to turn the light off again? Like how do we, deal so i just i just it's a general question that i have moving forward always every time a new allegation comes up i'm like yeah i mean like good fuck that guy but also now that we discovered this guy what are we going to do to make sure that there's no more of these guys because calling people out isn't enough i mean it's it's a whole culture you know they've gotten away with it for for however long the men have gotten away we've gotten away with so the bottom line is like until we start having these conversations with our with our sons, with our you know neighbors, with everything, we start talking like, listen, like this stuff is not okay. Like, yeah, and you know we're we're, <coughs> we're trying to move in the same the right direction. It's just gonna take time. Yeah, for sure. Rose McGowan or whatever, however the hell you say her last name, yeah, from Charmed. It? She's from Charmed. She is. She was also in Jawbreaker. <laughs> she was also right. in iconic Scream. Ta ha ha. Okay, Okay. Anyway, she fuck was her. The one that died from the garage door. Yeah. In Scream. Memorable. I don't. I've you know I've never been like a fan or non fan of hers, but now I'm a non fan. Um. So now she's gonna get her rea- her own uh, reality TV show on E. I believe called Citizen Rose, where we're going to follow Rose, the activist, the white feminist who's going to go around and like show us how she's saving you know women one day at a time or one whatever at a time. Let me tell you something. This bitch dead hijacked that whole Me Too movement. She has said things that are very questionable and problematic, and now she's getting a TV show out of it. It's just it's it's sort of um, solidifying for me a fear that I've had in the be- from the beginning. I said, okay, now Trump is president. Now it'll be trendy to be anything anti-Trump. Anything anti-Trump oh, yeah. will will you know naturally 
have some sort of activism or some sort of whatever rebellion around it because it's 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 anti what the establishment is and so anything that is pro women is is seemingly um you know anti establishment and so here we have this fucking privileged ass woman you know making whatever little statements and whatever she wants and now she's getting a tv show out of it and we're gonna follow her and watch her do that i don't give a fuck what she does day to day yeah but the thing is is the, the people in charge of these networks and these shows like they're not they don't represent you they, they represent, don't and they don't represent the movement in any way not necessarily but they know that this person kind of like they don't do their homework they know that this person vaguely matters so they're like oh cool let's give her a show no no they would not give the creator of the uh, Me Too hashtag a show. They just wouldn't. It doesn't matter how much research they did. She's a black woman who's not a fucking celebrity. You know what I mean? And yeah. has gone through, you know, very harsh moments in her life. And then it's just sort of like, yeah, that is the world. And that's who that woman is. And we'll maybe interview her once. We're not giving her a reality TV show. You know how many activists and people exist in this world who have been fucking on the ground for years and years and years and get zero recognition. And this bitch wants to tweet here and there. And all of a sudden it's a reality TV show. And she's going to be... The problem is is that we have to accept that when people get larger platforms than other they start to become the face of things so now we have this woman this one's going to be the face right. of a of a movement now what a face that to me has no inclusion and understanding well, of, and the thing is of, like of my experience it's Why one thing to show? give it to just her. Like, how about making multiple been people? And now she how about, get a show and how about having other women involved? How about like it's yeah, not just about her? Like, Why don't you? She been also that's she my thing. Is that every time somebody's career is going in the dump, somebody gets a fucking show. And the fact that the show is tied around activism and shit that real people are going through day to day is some real bullshit. I'm speaking to the audience Citizen right now. Woes. I want y'all to know she ain't woke. She's she's making statements like, "I wish I had more middle fingers on Citizen Rose." Yeah, I'm calling out. Um, the females who are so today's the Golden Globes right actresses are wearing black in silent protests yeah there's a protest going on on Instagram about stuff Rose McGowan was like actresses wearing black in a silent protest your silence is the problem Bitch, um, yeah, that's what you're mad because like. you're not on the red carpet. How about that? Well, and the thing is, is the thing is, is now she just has to, She's, she has oh, to be well, loud. And I wonder because, okay, so then we want to look at it this way because there's been rumors that they're gonna reboot Charmed. Is this? And I would be surprised. I didn't career, even know that. You know? But if some, like, that is thing. I tell you, <laughs> they are rebooting Charmed, but it's gonna be like in the West or something. Like they're I doing like a, a weird what it like. Is. Uh, I don't no. give a fuck what it is. You do not I take people's real hurt and pain and experiences and make what a fuck out about? of it. That's exactly what all corporations and businesses do. I'm saying that's not what she, as an individual who's trying to claim things, should do. Of course, I let mean, me say I understand, but like, She's if you were offered a check with field. that, with that many O's, with that many zeros on it, but that's my point: is that that, that then that's not real. You understand? And so to, to pose it yeah. as you're a real ally, you're not a real ally. Unless she takes that money and she starts doing some real shit with the money she's getting from the show, then she can shut me up. But she's still not an inclusive activist. She's still not an inclusive oh, feminist. Course. And I need her to do that before even that money that she might do something with is of any value to me as a black woman. Because let me say something. A lot of change can happen for white women in America. I'm saying this to you white women in America who do listen Ooh. to this. A lot of shit can happen to you that's great and progressive. And that still might not mean shit for me as a woman of color. And you got to get with that. And if you care about women overall, if you're willing to, oh, you know, in the Middle East, women who are Muslim go through, oh, if you're real ready 
willing and jumping, ready to jump on them, then also take a moment to look at the women who sit beside you day by day when you're riding subways or commuting or, you know, at work and in other spaces where you're with women of color. Understand that the gravity of what we go through is just as bad as the gravity of what they go through. You know, and I'm not downplaying, you know, women getting stoned and things like that, but I'm saying that it is an issue that goes beyond the scope of what you assume is the issue in your country. Um, so fuck you if you can't have part of that, that, if that can't be part of your conversation. I'm not interested in it. I'm not interested in the show. Um, I will watch one episode just so I can confirm what I might believe to be true about how it's going to go down. So, Rose, the challenge is to you. You want to be the key white woman in, in You charge, and all your white women. You know? You want to be the key voice? Go ahead and open your mouth. Delight. Yeah, do something. Stop tweeting. <laughs> Yo, no, for real. Like, you want to do something, stop tweeting. That's just as bad as wearing a black dress if you think wearing a black dress. Well, it's like rappers and Twitter feeds. It's like, I don't care. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like, Shut just fuck up. do something. Yeah. Don't stop talking. Just do something. And leading into the next thing, which is why I get so mad and passionate about, you know, white feminists. This is crazy. I haven't heard about this. So, I just heard, um, it, it, the story got released on... I think today or yesterday, where uh, Carice Lewis, um, a, a lesbian woman in Washington, D.C., uh, was uh, shot and burned alive. So the way it went down is um, they, you know, neighbors had heard a couple shots. Um, and then, you know, sometime later, there was a big fire and a car was set on fire. So um, Carice was shot. Um, and then apparently not, had not died from the bullet wounds and then was put in the trunk of a car and burned alive. Um there are not many details out right now from what I've read, um, but what is very clear is that the story it happened on December 28th, and the story hasn't really gotten much coverage whatsoever. I was like, have I just heard about this now? Yeah, I mean, the article I read was, was dated 1-6. Like, uh, it was dated for yesterday. Um, it has not gotten much coverage, but this is, this is a woman's issue. You know what I mean? Like, and, 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 you know, we are all allies and LGBTQIA plus is still part of our community. And, you know, it is true. And I'd be lying if I said that, you know, women within these communities, whether it's, you know, a, a trans woman or, you know, a woman transitioning into a male or a lesbian, like the, the visibility and the way the conversation happens around them tends to be different than yeah. the way it happens around gay men or, you know, uh, you know, men and men transitioning into women, you know, and things like that. And people tend to kind of like second, like, like has not second guess, hesitate on whether they're going to speak out on it or not, depending on whether it's a trans person or not. Which is yeah. Annoying. Which is just fucked. Right. So you have that and she's black. Mm-hmm. You know, like, which does not add, you know. And she's not, this person in particular is not trans, but it is like right. AG, aggressive, yeah. right. masculine. Right. And so the article says, like, you know, um, the, the, a friend, you know friends and family. Like, do we have There's to, everything is being developed. So right now it's like still fresh. We don't, I, you know, or at least the article I read had not reported or had gotten information on who it could have possibly been to have done this to her. We don't know if it's necessarily a hate crime, but. Even if it's not a hate crime, someone of that community got attacked in a way that you know in well, the I mean, nation's it, capital. I mean, if this was a and it's and it's an execution, like, yeah, no, straight up and like a cruel, like, like yeah, cruel, like, like that's not like you know, it's one thing to shoot somebody dead, like already you tried that and then that didn't work, so you burned them alive, like yeah, that's crazy, yeah. 
Yeah. And the fact that, you know, it's the 21st century and we have that going on at in all, Washington, anywhere. And in D.C., the, the capital. The nation's capital. The nation's capital. This yeah. stuff is going down right now. Unlike what was the, you know, if, if hopefully this story gets coverage, hopefully it starts to blow up, hopefully, you know, it gets trends and we get to talk about it. But like, w- you know, what are our politicians going to say? What are they going to do? Right. Because I would love, I would love to talk about this story. <laughs> With a uh, you know uh, the the giant Cheeto we have sitting in that chair because he would I w- I would love to hear what he has to say right because what are you gonna tell me that the woman who got shirt and burned alive that they were good people on the other side of that too right like I'm right. sorry that's a bit of a stretch like right we need to have a conversation yeah no for sure it's it's just tragic and like you know the story is developing um but right now it's just it's really fucking tragic to hear that something like that's going on. Um, well, and also, how did you manage? Like, was it in the day, like, or at night? Like, how did they manage? It's, it's like, there's straight a photo of the car alive. on fire, and it was at night. The, okay. The, the photo I was going to say, on like, fire in a community, like, how does that? Yeah, it was crazy. in it was it was in the evening. Um, all right. Um, so next topic: uh, the sanctity of marriage. Woo! Right. Um, and Danny, you are currently engaged. Taking the plunge. Which, <laughs> which means you're going to move into the phase of marriage soon. Um, but, you know. 118 days and counting. Right. Oh. oh. We have, like, no, shut up. No, 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 no. Wow. Wonder <laughs> right. on the website, there's a countdown. And the other day, we were on the website and it said 120. So I did I did quick maths and quick. I figured mm-hmm. out. That, it's all right. Uh, Let me know. No shame in you tracking your wedding day. This is your day, too. It's a very big day. Um, but, you know, I have, for some reason, this whole week, the idea of marriage has been coming up a lot in conversation. Oh, is that right? Um, it has. No, it has. Not for me. I'm not engaged, nor am I anywhere near having a wedding. But um, I've been talking to people, and, you know, someone who uh, Skittles and I are close with also had um, issues in their marriage. And then I was talking to people who are engaged, and I had a whole conversation just yesterday about um, you know, it, what's the point of marriage? Like, is it a, a natural human thing or is it something that society has built that now we feel sort of obligated to? And because it's such a big thing in society and all cultures, if we don't indulge it, like, what does that make us look like? And is that is that why people are getting married? So on and so forth. And so, you know, I'm a single ass motherfucker. You know, Skittles is single. But you, Danny, you're engaged. Yeah. And, and, you're and you're our it. age and you're literally about to do it, which to me is so fucking mind blowing but should it even be that mind blowing? So I, I mean, like, what does marriage mean to you? Like, why? Are, aside from the fact that you fucking love your fiance and she's awesome, right? Why? Why marriage? Why not um, just stay with her and just be chilling? I mean, well, I guess the basic answer is there are like legal rights to marriage. Like, there are there are legal things where you know, like, they only allow your spouse or whatever, and like, you know, so there's that. It's basic, whatever. Not that that's really what I care about, but that is a thing. That is an argument. Right, like, pro, if he was in a hospital marriage. bed, if she was just your yeah, girl, and she was like, your exactly. Wife. Like, if she's just your, you know, girlfriend, it doesn't count or whatever. So, like, there's that. There's that argument towards it. Um, I mean, for me, like, it's bigger than because for me, like, I. I, you know, I was raised with, you know, that kind of family structure where it was like, you know, you get married, you have kids. And I mean, what I feel like nowadays, especially in our times now and our modern era, like it's not for everybody. I think the problem is, is that, yeah, like society has built it into this thing where like everybody still needs to do it. And I feel like we have lightened up on that. Like it's not as bad as it used to be. Like back in the day, like if you were a woman and you weren't married, you were like, yeah, tell my mother, how that. dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to your mom. Shout out, mommy. <laughs> I love you, Miss Contreras. It's been a minute. I'll see you one of these days. Um, so, 
So yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't think it's as important in society. I feel like I also feel like it. The value of it has gone down. It's cheapened because you know Americans kind of take it for granted. Like we have The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, and we have all these stupid mm. shows, and we have mm. all, all this stuff where you know marriage isn't really taken with any high regard because you know you have older generations like oh you you your, your generation doesn't respect marriage and i'm like well the way it's presented to us isn't necessarily like how it used to be right and honestly like you know back in the day it was a facade like there was a lot of marriages back in the day that were not happy not healthy whatever but they just did it because that was you know their time that was what society expected of them right so my thing is, is I, you know, for me, the reason why I wanted to do it and why I proposed and all that was just because, you know, it was about partnership, really. Like, it was bigger than, like, you know, I love this person and, like, we really, you know, it was about, like, who do I want to have by my side through everything with my financial situation, with a family, with children, with loving me, with supporting me, all that stuff. Who would I want to have by my side every day and making that conscious choice? Because it ain't easy. You know, if you've been in a relationship a long time, every morning you wake up, you have to make that decision to commit to this relationship, to commit to this person, because it's real easy to slip. Yeah. So for me, like, it was a matter of like, who, you know, I could think of no better partner for the rest of my life someone yeah. who you know would have my back and I could have her back and that's why I wanted to do it it wasn't about like you know like we were we're in love all that stuff is peachy like that it, but it was bigger than that it was that you know like for the rest of our lives I feel like we have each other's backs and like that's why I was kind of like alright that's why I'll do it but it's not for everybody and that's fine like it it, it is I think we need to chill out on the like oh everyone needs like it, it's not that deep like it doesn't have to be but you want that for yourself. And like that's, yeah. And I, yeah. And I, yeah, I want that for myself. I want to be married. I want to have kids and all that. Divorce terrifies me. I don't want that yeah. at all. But you know, like I, I'm the type of person where it's like, if I believe that this is what I should do, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to not do it out of fear. Right. That kind of, that's not my, that's, that's not my whack. Yeah. You know, and it's so funny. Um, do you think, I mean, it's, it, you're saying it's not for everyone. I, I agree. It's not necessarily for everyone, but do you think marriage is natural? Do you think the idea think that people, is you know, are committed to one person is a natural thing? No, because scientifically, like, animals don't do it. There's very few animals that stay, like, in pairings. So I feel like scientifically, like, not really. I don't think it's necessarily human nature. But, I mean, that doesn't mean that it's not valuable or worth something. It just matters on the person. But, like, yeah, there's plenty of people who, like, I have plenty of friends who, like, I could never do it. And I'm like, yeah, man, good for you. Like, yeah. that's fine. But my thing is, is, you know, it doesn't really, just don't judge either way. Just let yeah. people do their thing. Absolutely. Skittles, what do you think about marriage? Um, <laughs> well, because as a gay man, uh, yeah, because this is different. an interesting, it is different. And because even when, because I remember when the, when gays got the right to marry, uh -huh. I, you know, I was walking around asking everybody like, oh, so do you want to get, and it was funny to me how many people were like, no, it's not for me or I don't really care. Yeah. It's not. So it is an interesting, it's not as black and white, I feel like. Yeah, I, I feel like um, for me, um, I don't know if it's that I've been single for so long or whatever, but it's like one of those situations where it's not at the forefront. It's not something that I've like dreamt about. It's not something that I have said by, you know, there's certain people that we all know um, mm -hmm. who, are, who have been like, by this time I want to be married and this time I want to do this and this time I want to do that. Like it's never been something that's that specific for me. I think when it came time to um, have like equal rights and like, actually have the right to get married was when I was kind of like, yeah, fuck that. I want to get, like, I want to at least have the choice to well, get married. Yeah, right. Not you have know? the choice. Um, because I just think that the idea of, like, 
gay couples and and the lgbtqia plus community not having that right i just think that's stupid yeah. you know um but for me personally it's never been something that's been at the forefront where i'm like i'm gonna get married and i'm gonna have this many kids and i'm gonna have this type of wedding or whatever um so i just like you know when it comes time to people around me getting married i'm all about it yeah congratulations i will be there with bells on but for me it's not something that i've been like I'm going to get married. See, and then like for me, it's the whole conversation around it has changed over time because the evolution of women over time or what the vision of myself as a woman has changed. I come from a very traditional Dominican household where like marriage is part of the conversation of like what would happen to me in the long run when I find love, you know what I mean? And so I've let go of a lot of that. Like I, I feel like even through high school, like a lot, I let go of, I, I let go of a lot of that, but you know, the uh, United States is very good and society is very good at putting that pressure on you. And so, oh, yeah. you know, as especially as a woman, and it's just like you feel like, I mean, back in the day, people who would get married, sometimes it'd be like a trade. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the woman didn't even have a choice in who she was marrying. It was like my dad is giving me off for five cows or some shit like that. You know what I mean? And so, though that's no longer <clears throat> the case feeling like a less valuable good feeling like i might not be worth five cows i might only be worth three cows at this point in my life that feeling doesn't go away so for me even though i'm sort of like yeah like i would like to get married i i wouldn't and i had barbie dolls and you know i created fantasies and stuff in world for you know in my imagination that were that involved marriage but now i'm sort of like stuck in between where it's like do i want to be progressive enough to say that I would stay in a relationship with a man and be totally fine with the fact that he would never ask me to marry him. Or mm. or do I feel comfortable owning up to maybe maybe I'm an old school bitch and maybe maybe yeah, maybe I would feel uncomfortable to know that for whatever crazy reason if marriage is no big deal and we don't have to do it cuz it's not that serious, then why is it so serious to do it? You know, like sometimes it's, it, I'm, it's stuck, just, I'm stuck in that place. That kind of conversation is really so weird because you you won't know until you're in the situation. Right. Because I've seen it go both ways. Like I've seen some people who've been in a relationship for a long time and like they kind of disagreed on what they wanted to do. Right. And like say it as you might. Like you could say like if, like, you know, if you really believe in marriage and you're like, you're with somebody like, oh, I'm okay. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Yeah. Eventually that's, that's going to eat you up inside yeah. or eventually it's going to lead like it. It, it's it's very personal and the thing is is you have to know who you're with like you right. have to understand the situation and you know if, if it's something you're willing to sacrifice but it is a tricky you know people are like oh I'd be fine it's like mm, you have to be honest with yourself first before you right. can like and it's hard like you don't know until you're in that situation and for me I'm also like you know I think this if we're gonna question marriage we should question graduations we should question you know baby showers and other ceremonies because to me, a wedding is a ceremony. It is very much just a moment in which, depending on how you choose, let's say you're doing a traditional w- a wedding, like it's a moment where you, the person who you love and the community who supports you and is a part of you are ha- having a moment of acknowledgement that you guys are committing to each other until quote unquote death do, do us part. And that's why people are invited to it and you don't just go to, you know what I mean? Like, you know, even if it, that's why you need a witness, even if it's just city hall, you need a witness, right? And it's a witness to a commitment. It is a bond. It's almost like a blood oath, let's say, you know what I mean? So that to me is the whole thing about marriage. Everything else that happens in the ceremony is up 
at the discretion of the people and how they want to do it. And that's what makes the party. But the wedding is not the party. The wedding is that moment where, whether it's a priest or the city of blah, blah, blah's person, whoever is marrying you, to make it an official thing in which there is a paper that comes with it and you get it done. Some people go to college and graduate. Some people don't go to college and graduate. You know what I mean? Like some people have baby showers and get, have babies at all. Some people don't have baby showers or have babies at all. But to me, it's just that. But the beauty that love itself has a ceremony to honor when two people decide that they want to have that partnership is such a beautiful thing. And so what if I wanted to do that? So what if I want to do that and I want to have a pop and reception? I would want to have a popping reception because when Julissa throws parties, she wants to have a popping party oh, no matter right. what the theme is. No, you know, you know what I mean? Like, that's just who I am as a person. And so my having, if I were to have a big reception, it's not because, oh, it has to be big because it's a wedding. It's because it's Julissa and I am big on love. I'm a hopeless romantic and I want to have a big celebration. I want the community of people well, who the are there is- and present to indulge in the love and the energy. But that's a me thing. Um, and I shouldn't feel guilty about wanting those things. Well, no, and I feel the same way. That that's why I, I had everybody, including the two of you, involved in the engagement. Because for us, a big part of our relationship and who we are is the, our family, our support system. It's all the people around us. I mean, spoiler alert, these two are the reason why we met my fiance and I. Oh, I'm not telling the story. They're mad hype. They're mad hype. They're mad hype for no. I'm not even going into the story. But besides the fact, if it wasn't for the two that I'm sitting across, I would have never met my fiance. Well, I mean, who knows? Never is a strong whatever. But, you know. They never. Ma- no, yeah. no, no, I'm calling it. Never. I'm calling it. There's no reason that you would ever message. have been in a room with her if it wasn't for Yo. me dragging your ass out and Juan dragging her ass out. Period. Anyway, no. America, proceed. I'll let you decide. Um, <laughs> and I mean, like the two people in New York who are like, yes. What is this? Anyway, <laughs> subscribe, please. Anyway, so. <laughs> but yeah, like a big part of, you know, is our support. So that's why, like, we wanted to have our friends around for this. Because again, like, you know, like when I send my invitations to my groomsmen, I was like, I want you on my side because I want like this is for me. It's a gesture of like, I want you in my family. I want you in my life. Right. Like I'm making this union and I want I consider you to be a part of the union because you're on you're with me at my side during this crucial moment in my life. So that was kind of like to me, it's a yeah, it's a unity and it's a thing where I want to celebrate with all the people who are important to me. Like this is an important union. And, you know, I want it to be a fun like good time like why Absolutely. not and it is gonna be such a lit it's gonna wedding. be ridiculous oh it's gonna be a great God. wedding because ridiculous. it's first off I'm, I'm at least on like sammy's side or whatever like it's the first time that we've the group of people that y'all are getting together have been in the same place for the same reason in a very long time so the turn up is gonna be like it's gonna be ridiculous wait for that vlog <laughs> yeah it's gonna that, be yes. that's gonna be great and for me like because I'm one of the groomsmen. Shout out to me. And I'm one of the bridesmaids. Fuck out of here. We're in 20... <laughs> fuck your gender tw- norms, bitch. Yes, fuck wedding. gender norms. Um, fuck your gender norms. I want my fucking flowers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're not getting... Those, they, those ain't in the budget. You ain't getting them? I'm, 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 I literally... You know, for me, though, like, the reason why I think it's so beautiful that I got to be on that side is because of my just sort of natural belief of the idea of community and the importance of community. I could have easily been on Tammy's side. Like, that could have, yeah, sure. She, I feel like she would have welcomed me and accepted me to that. And that's great. But I do think that part of it is, you know, when you get married, it's the commitment and it's the creation of, like, that other 
part of your life that has it's its own like tower it's its own department let's say if this was a business the marriage department is its own department but you are still a full functioning human with a life that has things outside of that department right and so marriage to me is just part it's like you know the holiday party right so you're bringing everyone together and you're saying like this is the new department in, in our life you know we'll do the fiscal for it this is important when we have kids you'll be a part of it like this is now part of the bigger company that is me as an individual in my life um and so people come on accordingly. So to me, it feels really special to be on Danny's side because that's just the truth of how I participate in this top five, department. Top five, top five. Top five, right? So like, it's it's to me, it's like I truly am entering that and, and, and in accepting, it's like for us as the groomsmen, like we are also saying yes to Sammy. And for Sammy and her bridesmaids, she they are saying yes to Danny. And so it's almost like a, it's almost like a deal. You know what I mean? Like we're we're gonna and it's and it's part of the thing and it's a deal to protect the love and the sanctity of what they have, as well as protecting the individual, which is why we stand on the sides that we stand on. You know what I mean? Like I will always protect that marriage, but you know, second to that marriage, I'm always protecting Danny first. But same for Skittles. Skittles will always protect the marriage, but if Danny does some dumb shit, which he won't the first thing that Skittles See, is protecting this, this is, is that, Sammy. This is that awkward pressure shit that comes with it. <laughs> it is. Well, they're so jumping ahead. So then let's jump yeah. into that. They're, they're that's, jumping that's ahead. That's something that we wanted to kind of talk about. Not right. necessarily in terms of And you I want you to know, it's not no, about no, you. No, 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 no. It's not about you. It just so happens. I come to this show, I'm getting attacked. It just so my happens character, to be my values. No, I'm kidding. It just so happens to be the fact that you are the person at the table getting married. But in that sense you, you like you were saying we're we're promising to like protect the marriage and protect this so then at what happens when someone does do something stupid right but see that depends on the couple like you know what i mean like the reality is is for some people like that's an instant no no and that's you know whatever and you had to decide like if divorce is the thing i think i think one of the problems with marriage and like hmm, this is tricky i don't want to say something that's kind of because I think too many people are afraid of divorce. Like I feel like you made a commitment and you have to do everything you can. Like I feel like I don't want like I don't want because like, some people just quit and like that's right. not fair. Right. But I feel like also some people are really terrified of divorce and what that means and they're afraid of being that person, but I feel like you have to also accept when things change or things are different or if something terrible happens, you have to kind of you have to understand if it's when it's course. Right. But I feel right. like there has to be a fight no matter what, because I mean, like you promised for better or worse. Like, I feel like. So you can't just be like, oh, I found that bitch on your phone. It's over. I'm yeah. Or like, you know, like, or like, you know, like something really ha or like, you know, people grow like, you know, you never know what happens. Like life is crazy. You right. know, you never know what can happen. I feel like some people get trapped in a marriage when they feel like society will not accept them if they get out. Yeah. Which I feel like that is also a problem. Like, the thing is, is I don't want to undervalue. I don't want to say, like, oh, marriage is just like another relationship, whatever, because it's not. It is a commitment. But at the same time, I feel like some people get stuck and they're like, oh, well, I have to just stick around because, like, it is what it is. And I feel like that's not really fair either. I feel like you have to kind of, I don't know, it's really tricky. This, I mean, this isn't simple. It's, yeah, yeah, it, it's not simple. But I think that that is the ceremony of it. Going to college for four years or longer or whatever, two years, whatever, is is a commitment right that you're making and either you're going to make it through or you're not i also think that the same way i'm saying like you know there's the marriage that you're protecting then the people 
it's just another department as who you are as a person. So what you're saying is you're committing to including this in your life, but you still have your own life. But it's understanding that now the life choices you make also affect that department and thus what are your decisions. So if you're having a moment in your life where you're feeling, I don't know, stale or dry or maybe something in the marriage isn't really going great and you need something fulfilled, you people are people. You have the choice to go off and get yourself a little taste of something else. You have that choice. But what are the consequences of well, those choices? And that is where the marriage comes into play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Because well, are you going to say, I'm going to just go ahead and do what I do and keep it a secret, or I'm going to do what I do and eventually I'll tell you know, my wife or my husband and they'll feel how they feel? Or are you going to not do the thing yeah. first and then go back to the place in which you, you feel you should be getting those needs and going back to fix it i think like that's the maturity and the challenge yeah. of a marriage well and that's the thing like it's a commitment to like relationships are not easy the longer they last because like, it's all fun and games when it first happens yeah. but the longer somebody sticks around it gets harder and harder and not you know like not that it gets unbearable but like, you know like of course you have your good times but there's plenty of moments there's plenty of things that will bother you there's plenty of struggles there's plenty of things you know everyone has their ups and downs but part of the commitment of marriage is committing to the hard ass work right which i feel like that's kind of a difference between a marriage and a normal relationship because a normal relationship like even if you've been together for years if you all of a sudden change or you're like i don't want to do this anymore you kind of can back out and be like listen i I don't want to do this anymore i'm out whereas a marriage is like you kind of committed to keep making this work and if all of a sudden you're kind of like oh well i'm over it like that's a bit shadier yeah, it's, it's like it's, if you're committing to this work yeah but i mean like i'm a human beings are complicated relationships are complicated it's hard to make rules it's hard to and that that's why like i feel like i think the hardest thing we need to do is decide i think the reality is we just need to be open to whatever i feel like we can't there's so much pressure to be married there's so much pressure to stay in a marriage there's this you know there can be you know problems with people who are divorced and it's just like you know what like how about we just let people be i know it's easy right. to say but like yeah no. it's kind of a tricky situation where it's like we just don't need to judge like let people live their life like And it's a hard place. It's a hard place uh, in this day and age to be where now that we are more open to things that are alternatives to marriage, which is awesome, super awesome. It's hard. And I'll speak for myself to be a person who sort of dances the line between, you know, conventional, like in wanting to get married or saying like, yes, I will be with a person even though they never proposed to me. It's hard to dance that line, um, you know, and, and feel like if the person I love doesn't agree with me, then is that love real is it deep enough is it like worth saving or or should i find someone who who believes in what i believe in because i i I look at you know some people say well what what if you never get married and you're with the person for 10 15 years you know there are there are people who are who have those types of relationships 10 15 years together you know children do all 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 sorts of shit and and never get married and and that's okay um but i feel like i wonder the the real reason behind the non-marriage and is it a fear? Well, I th- so I know someone who doesn't really believe in marriage. And his argument was that like he feels like the that it comes with pressure or it comes with like subconsciously it'll ruin what you have. That once you put a ring on it, once you do the whole the whole ceremony and all that stuff, that it will taint yeah. what you have because all of the notions and all of the things and all the... And I mean, that's his outlook on it. And I, I don't know, like I, I can see where that comes from, but I, I'm not really sure if... Listen, if you're a real ass motherfucker, you getting married does not mean that now all of a sudden like you're expecting your person to change. To, to marry someone expecting it to be 
a change for them and not hold them to the standards of whatever you want those changes to be even before you get married to me is problematic like I'm gonna marry you but I'm not gonna marry you in hopes that you'll change I'm marrying you because I know that you're committed to that change and you you want to do that change I'm not gonna guilt you into proposing to me and then have this whole wedding and throughout the whole time you're gonna have whatever feelings you have and then you're gonna cheat on me later and I have to sit with that shit yeah but stuff I mean shit like that's the thing it's it's this is how well this is the conversation that should be happening but some like you know for some people they're just like i just want to get married i don't care yeah or you know and like i it, it's it's a tricky situation and like you know everything will work out hopefully but you know you just never like life is crazy yeah it's hard to the, the problem i think with marriage is that it seems like such a rigid thing and right. the reality is as you know modern times m- more things are fluid than ever you know what i mean like yeah. everything is fast everything is quick moving everything is so it's it does feel a little bit outdated in a way of how we treat it. I but feel can't like we it's reclaim still, it? Yes. We you know can. what I mean? Reclaim it and, and make it something else for ourselves. That For me, if I'm getting married, it's not about being able to sit in the hospital. It's not about whatever tax benefits come about. It's not about my mom finally getting off my fucking back. It's about... But wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> but it would be so nice. <sighs> The big smile on Skittle face. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Um, Danny, where can we find you? You Tell us your ballet oh, company game. If we don't want us to follow you on the internet, that's fine. But where can we find you? Where can I mean, you, you can follow me, but like, Lord knows I'm boring. I don't have... <laughs> I'm not I'm not real good at like my brand. I don't really, you know, pop stuff on the IG or anything like that. Um, I Again, I'm with the Dayton Ballet in Ohio. Uh, so if you're ever in the city of Dayton, you know... <laughs> All you subscribers out there who uh, feel like traveling, uh, you can, uh, yeah, you can come to a show. And you know what? Beyond that, like, screw trying to come see me. Support my art because dance has always had a weird history in America. And a lot of people like to say that it's dying. It's a dying art form. And I can see it. it. It's hard. It's hard to get into. It's an elitist art form. But I challenge you guys that are listening to go see a performance. Go watch some art go check something out there's a lot of, you know especially if you're in new york city or you're in the five boroughs or even like there's dance all over this country all over the there's world there's dance on the motherfucking there two trains stuff, six trains there's stuff Showtime. everywhere so definitely you know definitely if you're curious like go to a show support these artists co-watch some stuff there's a lot of stuff there's stuff for everybody and there's beautiful art that's happening all around you just support the dance community. Look into it, and you—you you, you, who knows? You might love ballet. You might love contemporary. You might love African dance. You might love whatever. But it's a crime that you know you don't ever give it a shot. So I feel like mm. give it a give it a shot. Go go to a show, support somebody, and see if you're into it. You might love it, and you know then you become a dance fan for the rest of your life. Amen. All right, guys. So thank you for tuning in. Um, we'll catch you next time. And in the meantime, bronche.